Well, good afternoon and thank you for joining me again today for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. But later in the program, I'm going to have a little chat with you about goal setting for your business for 2019. And that's going to lead us nicely into our Harvard Business Review tip, which is three ways to overcome barriers to change. But right now, we're going to welcome back Christina Gekaitis from the New Year. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you and how was your break? My break was uh, very quiet and uh, gearing up ready for the new year, although I don't like all this hot weather. No, it's a a bit murky, isn't it, at the moment? I think we're in for a bit of a cool change, though, so that's all good. Hope so, hope so. So we're going to have a chat first about the the CES uh, technology exhibition at uh, Vegas. In Vegas, yeah, so uh, if not last week, the week before, I actually think it was last week, there was a, a big um, commercial uh, tech show. And what happens at CES in Vegas is about 180,000 people descend on Vegas. There's around 4,500 exhibitors. Uh, and a lot, of it's, um, a lot of it is business to business, but there's also consumer to business and people go there to find out what, what's coming next. Anyway, some of the, what I thought, because we're always talking about possibility and what's the next thing and, you know, where do we go? How big, how big are we able to think um, currently in our businesses? And I thought if we started off by saying everything is possible, it is absolutely amazing. Some of the, some of the things that came out at CES are as follows. So when we talk about mobilisation, um, we're talking a lot about how transportation is changing. And so we've, we're in a space and everybody now is quite comfortable talking about whether they like it or not. When I say comfort, I don't mean that you like it. I mean we're comfortable talking about um, autonomous vehicles. So there's all the data that's come out around autonomous vehicles and how an autonomous vehicle learns when another autonomous vehicle makes a mistake, if you like, but the but a human being, we all make our own mistakes individually, so there's no greater learning, that kind of thing, and therefore autonomous vehicles are truly safer than, than you and I getting in our vehicles and driving. Mm. Um, but we're not we're not even looking at um, staying on the ground anymore. So some of the new the new um, there's an organisation called Bell, and their transport they used to be Bell Helicopter, and now they're just Bell Transportation. Uh, and what they have developed and what we potentially are looking at into the future are things like if I'm, if I'm travelling to Sydney, say, and I know that I want to do two and a half hours uninterrupted work, I'm not going to call up an autonomous vehicle or I'm not going to call up um, a shared vehicle. What I'm going to do is call up a pod. And it's going it's to be like this huge drone-like um, thing, if you like. And I will sit in there and I'll have every single office uh, adaptation that I'm going to need in order for me to work for two and a half hours or two hours or, you know, hopefully the, the flight time will be much less, much less, much less than the travel time. Uh, but I will call up an office pod and it will take me and I'll be able to work all the way through. If I haven't slept that night, I can call up a sleep pod. If I mm. want to watch the latest movie, I can call up an entertainment pod. So we're looking at tra- methods of transportation that have even gone beyond uh, what we're, where our current minds are with um, aut- autonomous vehicles. There is a reader that if you... if So you wear these um, sensors on your, on your brain... Uh, and it will translate your thoughts into voice communication. 
and it is under like you can actually understand the words. So they had these um, these attached to a brain, uh, and and the thought process was counting one to one to fifty, and you could actually hear the words that were being translated by this um, monitor that was attached to a brain, and there was a, a an an oral listening to what your thoughts were. So I found that pretty scary. Um, Is it uh, linked then to writing it down so that you no longer have to type? You can just think and up it would come on the computer? Yeah, look, there's there's a, you know, as Seth Godin said, whoever invented the car invented the car crash. So there's all these good things. Um, There was another, there's a set of glasses. uh, And if you, if you, so these are for people who are visually um, impaired. If you hold a piece of writing up, to the glasses, it will translate and and um, vocalise that, so the visually impaired person can actually hear what is written on the on the paper or the menu or the magazine or whatever it is that they're, that they're being shown. So that you know that is quite a remarkable thing. I think that's just um, you know it, to be able to hold something up to a pair of glasses and have it translated is you know will be mm. it's life changing for somebody who's visually impaired. There's, I don't. Um, some of the readers may or may not have heard about, or listeners may or may not have heard about the foldable phones that are coming out. So there's this big race, you know, Huawei, Samsung. Um, I haven't heard that Apple's in the race, uh, but all these people are trying. All these companies are trying to come up with a foldable phone, and it, which brings us to um, probably a new word or a, a word that is going to become more and more popular uh, in 2019, and that's convergence. So what we're now looking at, and if we go back to the smartphone and what it is now, so the smartphone is a convergence of lots of different technologies. It's a phone, it's a torch, it's, it's your email, it's messenger, it's a camera. So we've converged all these different technologies into a smartphone. What a foldable phone is going to do is converge the tablet with the smartphone. So mm. any business that can think of some kind of con- using um, some kind of convergence uh, between different um, exponential technologies, and exponential technologies are quite—it's quite a broad term as well. We're looking at AI, VR, um, so virtual reality, augmented reality. Uh, we're looking at all kinds of different kinds of transportation. So anything we're looking at, big data. Big data is coming into its own. Um, blockchain is coming into its own as well as being divorced from crypto. So. When blockchain came out, it was the it was the source for cryptocurrencies to be traded. Blockchain is now finding its own niche in um, security. So, so you know, so it's important, really, that uh, Australian businesses keep up with these trends, isn't it? One of the things, one of the disturbing things I read this morning in in LinkedIn was uh, that uh, Telstra are going to look overseas for skills because they don't believe the skills in uh, communication and technology are in Australia and they reckon that in the next five years they're going to be 60,000 people short in that area. Yeah, and this is, so this is where people say that AI technology are reducing um, jobs, like they're reducing the number of jobs, there is an amazing amount of jobs being created through technology. What we're, what what happens to us is the fear of retraining and the fear that the mundane jobs, the the actual, you know, the, the repetitive um, jobs that people have been doing will no longer be required to be done by humans because, yes, mm-hmm. the, the robotics, the AIs will take over, but there's all these other jobs that come up um, as a as a result of the new technology, so our resistance shouldn't be 
um, to to the automation of some of the jobs, uh, we should actually be excited about reskilling, and that's where the fear often comes in. Mm. A lot of these things won't come in until 5G. We've nailed 5G. So clearly when 5G first comes in, there's going to be a lot of hiccups. There's going to be training wheels on a lot. You know, there'll be problems that need to be solved. Um, And a lot of these new technologies, for example, the Bell, you know, transportation, even autonomous vehicles, these things all can't happen unless 5G, we've got this greater bandwidth for, for, you know, um, everything to hold on to as far as how the messages are going to get across. And we all know what happens at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock at night when everyone gets home and Netflix goes on, you know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, everybody kind of goes, why, why has this, why has my internet slowed down or why has it stopped working altogether? Um, so there's all these new technologies, but what, what I found or what I find when I'm reading or listening to, to talks around things like this is more and more people are, are still basing everything in technology around how it betters the human experience. So we're not creating technology just for the sake of creating technology. What we're doing is trying to make the life of the life. human easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, there's a fight for um, in the home between Amazon and Google at the moment uh, around being the, the Google Assistant or Alexa or Siri. You know, who is going to be, who's going to be your AI that eventually will know everything around the house better than you do. It'll tell you when you've run out of milk. It'll mm. have some kind of facial recognition when you walk in the house and know that you've had a had a really stressful day and it's going to play, automatically pick your favourite relaxation music as you're walking in and it'll dim the light so that you start feeling a bit better. These, as long as it doesn't you know, make these, us lazy. I don't think... I'm, well, this is... And again, you know, whoever invented the, the car invented the car crash... The thing is that if you actually feel better, the reasoning mm. is if you feel better, and then you're ab- absolutely more productive and you can contribute better and you can be a better mother, father, sister, brother, wife, husband, whatever it is, um, when you actually turn up at home. So there's all these these things that, that at first seem a little crazy uh, eventually become part of the norm. The other thing for businesses to particularly be aware of is how are you going to incorporate VR um, and AR, so virtual reality and augmented reality, into into our existences, into our businesses. Mm. Uh, and there's some really interesting ethical debates happening around that because theoretically we could create a perfect life within our own augmented reality experience. Great. Um, and, well, yeah. we, um, we look forward to uh, 2019 and seeing uh, what it's going to bring for us. What comes, yeah. And so the, the thing for businesses is to think big. You know, we don't necessarily have to think as big as Bell and as big as what's going to ha- come with 5G, but don't be scared to think big and make big changes that benefit the human. Thank you. We'll uh, have a chat again next week. Look forward to it, Julian. Have a great week. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there looking at uh, some of the technologies that are being invented. Sometimes they seem a little bit uh, far-fetched, don't they? But uh, You've only got to look at where we are today and where we were 20 years ago to see how things are changing, some of the good, some of the bad, but uh, we look forward to seeing what's going to happen. Let's talk about goal setting for your business because uh, uh, Christina has just mentioned about thinking big, so uh, we need to start thinking for the new year. What sort of uh, goals could we set? So why do we need to set goals? Well, there's an interesting uh, statistics here that uh, 79% of people don't set goals. 
16% of people create goals but don't write them down. 4% of people write their goals down and 1% write their goals down and review them regularly. So it tells us something there about whether we're going to be successful with our goals. And this little quote here says, A dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action makes your dream come true. So let's have a look at a few steps that we can take. The first thing, I think a lot of us have already heard of this before, but we want to make our goals smart. That is, S for specific, exactly what it is that you want to achieve. M is measurable. How are you going to measure your achievement? Uh, A is achievable. Do you believe this goal will be achievable? Relevant is the R. Why is the goal important to you? And finally, put a due date on it, and that's the time. So smart goals. A lot of people have challenges uh, trying to set goals. So it's interesting how many people do have that challenge. And one of the ways you can do it is called the bitch switch witch method. Bitch means think about the things that frustrate you, that you don't want to happen. Sometimes it's very easy to focus on the negative thing. And then you just turn that around to positive goals. So that's a good way of, of thinking about the types of goals you could set for your business. The next thing you want to have a look at is, are your goals right for your success? And right is again another acronym that spells out way, the way of knowing whether your goal is right. First of all, the R stands for resolve. Does your goal solve a problem, struggle or pain point in your business? What is your motivation behind working on this goal? The I stands for instinctive. Do you feel natural towards, do you feel naturally moving towards that goal? Is it a good fit for your abilities or do you need a whole new skill set to change to, or change to someone else to help you achieve it? Third one is genuine. Is it really your goal or you're doing it because someone else thinks you should? H is the hopeful. When thinking about working towards achieving your goal, do you feel fearful, overwhelmed or excited and uplifted? And the T stands for transformative. Does the goal feel like a growth step or must you, must do on a list? Or does it encourage you uh, your personal and business growth? So some interesting points there. And uh, then, of course, you need to develop it into an action plan. You need to make it happen. So things that you can look at, what does a goal look like in a year's time? What actions do you need to have completed in the next 12 months? What actions do you need to complete in the next six months? What actions do you need to complete in the next three months? What actions do you need to complete in the next month? What actions, what are your weekly actions that help you achieve that goal? And then maybe bring it down to your daily actions. Because if you haven't got that action plan, as you just saw, you're probably not going to achieve it. So the best advice is to set that action plan, go for it and celebrate your success. And we'll come back in more in a moment. Time for a Harvard Business Review tip, and uh, this particular one fits in very nicely with uh, the goal setting we've just been talking about. Three ways to overcome barriers to change. People often react to change by resisting it, 
and smart change agents know that being aggressive only makes people increasingly defensive. Here are three ways to move around the defences and closer to your goal. First of all, find another way in. If your change is rebuffed by, uh, try another tactic. Find out what matters to the people who support you and need and shift the focus of the change to take their preferences and goals into account. Secondly, befriend people closest to your resistors. Make friends with administrative assistants, direct reports or other people who spend time with them. These relationships often yield useful information and help get your ideas heard. Thirdly, go to the bottom, up. If senior management is resisting your idea, start from the bottom of the organisation, build grassroots support. With enough backing, you may be able to convince leaders to reconsider. So it's all about change. We're looking to a fantastic new 2019. Let's make our goals come true. So thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. In a moment, Jane Klein is going to be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll chat with uh, Tony Vitre about uh, taxation and we'll have a minute on innovation with Christina and some other business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business, The Law and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Yoda once said, do or do not. There is no try. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.